Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dog Lucy. Together we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs whose work is inspired by their dogs. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. On this episode, I'm talking to a dog photographer who recently relocated from Denver to London. She talked to me about how her dog is helping her adjust to life in a new city, sharing why you should try all of your terrible marketing ideas to get to the good ones, and of course, you'll get some dog photo editing tips to take your photos to the next level. Let's dive in. Natalie Williams is London's newest dog photographer. She left her dream studio in Denver, Colorado just six months ago to follow her other dream, living and traveling in Europe with her husband, Casey, and dog, Roger. Starting from scratch is no easy feat, but Natalie is determined to take London by storm with her pet photography and development of her own pet-centric content agency. Hey, Natalie. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing excellent during a bit of sunshine today. <laughs> yeah, in that gloomy London weather. <laughs> yes, it is. It's true what everyone says. So, so true. you went from Denver, which is supposed to be like one of the sunniest places, to London. Oh, my goodness. I, I didn't realize how much I loved Denver until people talk about it now. And I'm like, you have no idea how amazing Denver is. <laughs> it's beautiful and sunny one day, it's snowing the next, and then it's sunny all over again. I mean, it's just, it's a ton of variety and it's, gosh, it's so beautiful. There's no bugs. It's amazing. (laughs) I miss it. Yeah. Well, but off to like new adventures. It's pretty brave, I think, to move across the world and, and start fresh. So what, what, um, provoked you guys to move all the way across the world? Well, it has been um, like a dream of mine to move to Europe, you know, before like settling down and having children. So I've actually had this sign on our mantle for like, gosh, like three years saying, let's move to London. And um, so funny, right after I opened and launched my studio in Denver, um, my husband sat down with his boss and she said, there's an opportunity in London for you. And we'll move you guys out there. And we're like, okay, let's do it. So we sold our condo, um, closed up the studio, and here we are. And how long had you been in Denver before? Um, I had been there about five years in KC9. So it was it was home. Right, right. So that's a big yeah. move. So how are you settling in to London? Um it's, it's been interesting. It's, you miss a lot of the creature comforts like, Oh my goodness, I miss driving so much. I just want to get in a car, but it's, it kind of makes you tougher, you know, getting out there, trekking through, um, public trans transportation and, um, being outside all the time is, you know, just kind of makes you uh, tougher. It's easy to like stay in, especially when you work for yourself and not get out there. Having Roger out here has made London just the most friendly place. So normally you like don't look at anybody on the tube, don't talk to anybody. And now when I've got Roger with me, everyone talks to me. That's so, while, while you like, were talking, I was thinking about how Roger must be helping you, your pup. And is he, oh, yeah. what kind of dog is he? I think he's a Sheba doodle. 
He is a sheep a doodle. He's like a small sheep a doodle. Okay. Um, and he's like this little celebrity around London. So you're allowed to bring them into pubs and cafes here and restaurants. Um, so when we do, I mean, people will just like queue up to come say hello. It's, it's quite, he, he knows how Aww. cute he is and just everyone's <laughs> talking to him. <laughs> so he's really settling into the London life. <laughs> Oh yeah, he loved it. He was so nervous at first. He was like, "What? What is a bus? What is a tube? Like, why can I go into this restaurant?" But now he like expects it. Yeah, it's totally different from his old life. Oh yeah, that's so awesome. Well, let's let's talk some business because um, you are a pretty accomplished pet photographer, but you haven't always photographed pets. So you started out as a wedding photographer, right? I did, yeah. How did you decide to make the switch? So um, while I was photographing weddings, um, right before I started photographing weddings, um, my dog passed. So um, I might like tear up a little bit. His name was Max. He was two years old. It was so tragic. And um, after that, you know, life is so short. I started, said, left my day job, wanted to do photography, weddings just made sense at the time. So I wasn't ready for a dog. So while I was working from home, working on weddings, I started dog sitting through dog vacay. And so I would be purchasing new equipment, practicing and trying it out. And I would practice on these dogs that I had, um, that I was dog sitting and it just kind of organically came about. And then after a year of photographing weddings, I was so burned out. Weddings are exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, forget this. I just want to photograph what I love. And it was all these beautiful, sweet, happy pups. And that's when I kind of started dedicating my business to one thing. And really when I started finding success with it. Yeah. That's so interesting. I, I love, um, when I hear people who, when, when they find out that what they pursue, what they love pursuing actually makes them more successful because, you know, weddings, yeah. you can charge a lot and you can have all these like packages and add-ons, but if it's not fulfilling you, then you're not going to be really, truly successful at it. So I just love yeah, I think your that. love like comes through in the work that you provide and it just wasn't shining through with weddings. You could tell. I was just like, let's get this done. <laughs> So your business is called Gray Dog Photo Studio, but I can't mm-hmm. help but notice that Roger is a little black and white puppy. He is. So, so I named it the after. Gray dog? Yes, um, that would be my Max, um, the one that passed. He was he was a Labradoodle, but he looked more like an Irish Wolfhound. Aww. He was like the biggest dog, um, and he was gray. And so I just wanted to kind of give that nod to him because he was so important in my life. I love that. I love what an inspiration he was to you. And, and how long have you had Roger? We've had Roger for about a year. Oh, um, okay. But he didn't join us immediately in London. We had like a four month break from him, which was tough. That must have um, been hard. It was. Um, you should have seen him when he um, said hello to us for the first time in four months. I mean, he lost it. It was amazing. So, so was the four months, was it having to do with the quarantine to get into England? So, um, we took like a month to settle in, um, before we left. So we dropped Roger off in Florida with Casey's parents. 
um, took a month in Atlanta just like collecting ourselves before we left. And then um, we didn't know if we could have him immediately. So it just took us time to get settled, find an apartment or flat and um, yeah, just get settled. And then the paperwork was exhausting. So he had to have a rabies shot and then a month after the rabies shot. So um, there was no quarantine, oh, but okay. it was just time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've talked to other people who travel with their dogs internationally, and it seems like mm-hmm. it's just um, all about getting certain shots on very specific dates. <laughs> mm-hmm. I highly recommend the companies that the little travel agencies for pets. Oh, that help you figure it all out? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great pointer. I'll have to put some of that in the show notes. So if anyone... Oh, yeah. We paid a fee and everything was taken care of. It was wonderful. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Because it's I, I've talked to other people and it sounds very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be. So Roger is helping you socialize and, and get the word out about how awesome he is in London. Um, <laughs> but how do you get the word out? Let's talk like marketing for a minute. Um, how are you approaching sort of growing your new business or your existing business in a new city? Um, well, it's, it's exhausting, really. <laughs> um, you know, in, in Denver, it was, it was easy to start up. In London, it's just a whole nother beast, uh, different culture, different market, um, different needs. And I think it's just about getting out there um, and trying all of your terrible ideas to get to the good ones. So um, even if they don't work, just working through um, marketing ideas. I mean, before um, the Christmas um, holidays, I was out at a park with a backdrop just photographing dogs on the street as a marketing idea. It didn't lead to anything, but you're just getting out those bad ideas so you can get to the good ones. Because I always say, like, your first 20 ideas just aren't going to work. I love that. Just hurry up and get rid of them. I want to hear some other bad ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gosh, what what else have I tried? Um, I think doing model calls is really helpful. That's actually a good idea. (laughs) Um, and so when you do a model call, it's like posting on Instagram saying that you're looking mm-hmm. for models and then hopefully some yeah. dogs show up one day to a photo shoot. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, I call and talk through the owner and, um, just kind of get a sense for the dog and if they'd make a good model, um, that way you've at least got like some items to blog about, some content to produce. Uh, I think just like getting out there and photographing is key to me. So if I'm ever feeling stuck, I'll literally go on the street and ask the stranger, um, what is a piece of advice your dog would have for somebody else? And then photograph the dog, post it, just getting out there and talking to people and because it's kind of interesting, um, you know, things that you try don't work, but lead to other, even better opportunities. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. So these little like dog on the street interviews, do you post those on your Instagram account? I have been. Yes. Um, like I said, they don't, they don't do much for marketing, but you know, it gets me out there. You never know. It reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you've seen that account, Humans of New York. 
that's um, oh, yeah, I love it. I don't know if it's a blog or Instagram or just like everything, and maybe it's a book, and I don't know. It's just like everything. Um, <laughs> but I think it started out the same way. Just a guy just wanted to connect with people, and yeah. now like everyone sees it. I love experimenting with marketing ideas, and just mm-hmm. I totally agree. You just have to like try everything and see yeah what works out. So um, I want to pick your brain some more, of course. And since you are a professional photographer, I'm sure you use Photoshop or um, Lightroom or whatever kind of professional photography software you have. But do you have any apps or programs that you can recommend for amateur people to use to create better images? Absolutely. Um, I love VSCO. Mm-hmm. that app for all of my Instagram. I use it for all my personal ones as well. I'll actually take um, some of my professional photos and um, funnel them through there. So I set up like a little um, album on iPhoto. And that's how I get it from my computer to my phone. Um, and I think, you know, it's just like practicing and experimenting with different editing Um, I like to watch tutorials, like one tutorial before I sit down and edit, uh, on something random and nine times out of 10, I usually apply that some way, but I think like, just kind of go have fun with it, go wild and, um, but maybe like sleep on that wild edit before you post it. So, uh, give yourself some space to make sure, okay, wait, this does look okay. Cause sometimes you can get lost in like all of these different color apps and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, lens flares and, you know, what, what have you. Exactly. I know one of the apps that I use called a color story, um, they have some different albums of all these different lens flares. And I want to put like every single one on every photo because they just (laughs) look so fun. But then I end up deleting it all (laughs) and starting from scratch. Right. Just subtle lens flares. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, just to get like super specific, do you usually, cause I know like photographing my dog, Lucy, cause she's dark brown. I'm always like upping the shadows to lighten yeah. instead of just brightening. I always go in and like, uh, increase the shadows or raise up the shadows or whatever the correct terminology would be for mm-hmm. that. So do you have any like specific little things that, um, you do to every single photo? Um, yes, I do. So, um, a few weeks ago I watched a a tutorial on like landscape editing and he like changed my world. So I actually go really crazy with my sliders in Lightroom and I bring my highlights all the way down and my shadows all the way up. And then I play with the contrast, um, to get it back to looking a bit more natural. Oh, neat. So I like to um, have all of the information in the image um, and then start playing around with like toning it back a bit. Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting sort of approach. I would never think to like go to the extreme settings. Right? Um, yeah, I, I forget who the, um, the guy I watched was, but I mean, his work was so great. I was like, well, let's see if it works for dogs. Yeah. And I love it. It has been. (laughs) Yeah, that's so awesome. So running your own business isn't easy. There is so much to keep up with every day to let people know that you exist. Posting on social media can be really effective, but who has time to research all the latest algorithms and strategies to gain new followers and get them to your website? Based on everything I learned growing my Instagram presence for my own account, 
which is at tmystic, I created a new business called InstaMystic. I'm here to help you magically create positively engaging Instagram content, whether you're promoting your dog, your business, or yourself. You can learn more about how I can help you at torimystic.com. That's T-O-R-I-M-I-S-T-I-C-K.com. And since you're a loyal podcast listener, I created a free bonus just for you. Get 24 of my go-to dog mom hashtags by visiting torimystic.com slash dogmom. You can also find a direct link to this list in the show notes of this episode. Awesome. So um, tell us a little bit, like, what is it like if someone does a dog photo session with you? You know, what, what can they expect? Gosh, like a really, like, fun day with their dog. Um, I think half of the value in what I offer is a really beautiful afternoon that is all about your dog. Uh, and it's not just like um, taking him for a walk because you need to. I mean, it's all about making sure your dog has the most fun time during these photo shoots. Because um, you can kind of tell when a dog is like a little bit nervous or unsure in photos. So I always try to make sure they're just so happy and thrilled. And um, it's just a fun day where we give your dog lots of treats. We let them smell tons of new things in different places. And it's just kind of a, you know, just a fun afternoon. Yeah. That sounds so awesome. Do you guys usually go to a park or at someone's home? Is there like a certain location you prefer? Well, it's been kind of interesting in London. So I know nothing about London and London's parks. So I've been letting um, my clients here pick the locations and I, when I show up, it's a new location. So I never know, um, what it's going to be like, but that's also like half the fun of exploring London. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of going wherever at this point in Denver, I had my very specific spots and now I'm just kind of, okay, let's photograph here. And, um, just making any kind of scenario works work. I feel like make, is making me a much better photographer. Yeah, and I think that it's a great metaphor for dog photography in general because you just never know. You can't control what a dog is going to do, and you never, never know. You're so, just going to be ready, right? <laughs> ready to so, capture whatever it is. You might as well just go to a location that you know nothing about <laughs> because you never know what the dog's going to do anyhow. <laughs> so, do you have lots of big plans for 2018, either work or travel or dog related? Um, gosh, all, all of them. Um, so travel, you know, gosh, we've been here six months and haven't been to too many places. So we're trying to take advantage of Ryanair's, um, they have like $9 flights, nine pound flights, Wow. um, all over Europe. So we're trying to do one a month is our goal, which sounds amazing. Um, if we can do it. And then um, working on growing my business outside of pet photography. So I love, I'll always love like sitting down with clients and um, photographing, you know, personal portraits. Uh, but I love working with brands and um, getting the word out there about how amazing dogs are and working for brands that either value that or want to reach pet people. And developing content for them and strategy and social media strategy and things like that. So I'm excited to explore that realm. That's very exciting. I, I love that and I'm excited to see what you do with it. I've been a social media consultant for like eight or nine years. And um, 
one of my longest standing clients, we started seven years ago, we started doing a pet photo contest on Facebook. And now yeah. it is like their cornerstone event of the year. Like we oh, get hundreds of entries, thousands of votes. Um, and it's a flooring company. So pets spend a lot <laughs> of time on the floor. And uh, so it, it really aligns with them well. But um, it's just been such a su- surprise success. And I think that any brand that can sort of get behind the pet message it can do nothing but good for your brand. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, who, who doesn't love these wonderful creatures? Do you have any brands that stick out in your mind that either are doing a really great job of aligning with pet owners now or who you think could do that and, and they aren't taking advantage of it? Um, gosh, well, I'm obsessed with Bark. Yes. <laughs> I think BarkBox is everything and doing so well. <laughs> Um, I was just reading an article about how they hire comedians as marketers. Um, so I think like, you know, just ha- having fun with it, I'm trying to think of a brand that is not doing it well. Uh, and I can't, I know Subaru is with yes. their, um, Dogville. Uh, I think it's amazing. Well, I can't wait to see what you, what you come up with and who you end up working with. Cause I think even like, you know, small local Pittsburgh brands that I work with all the way up to. Bark, which is like probably one of the largest Instagram accounts. (laughs) So there's all range of different businesses that can really benefit from aligning with dog moms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dog moms run the world, clearly. (laughs) That they do. Dog mom and proud. (laughs) I love it. Um, So I want to hear more about Roger, do you, is he a good model for you? Do you, I know you started out photographing a lot of pets that you were around and pet sitting for, um, but does mm-hmm. Roger enjoy being a model like that as well? He does not. He <laughs> hates it so much. He, um, gosh, he's so smart and so stubborn that he, um, he knows that I want him to do something and he's just like not going to have it. So he's like my best tester and my best, um, practice model. Cause I will take photos of them, but I have to be like kind of sneaky about it or, um, really kind of change up my tactics. Cause if I've got something that works for us, he'll decide, you know, one day that's not going to work for us anymore. <laughs> so he's, um, he's very sneaky like that. Does he like food or squeaky toys or a certain word? Nothing. Nope. He's over all of that. <laughs> He, I've used it too much. He's just, he's done. <laughs> That's so funny. So he's, he's a really like a diva. He really is. And he, he's quite challenging because he's got the black and the white face. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful about exposure on the black parts and the white parts and getting those level. Yeah. Right. I think that would be challenging. Yeah. He, he's my best practice. <laughs> So I don't know too much about Sheepadoodles. What are some <laughs> characteristics of of that breed? Gosh, well, I, I, you know, I haven't met very many of them. Um, so I know Roger, like I said, he's very stubborn. Um, he's incredibly smart. Like it's um, almost kind of weird how he just thinks for himself and he's always like out for what he wants and he's just going to do his own thing. And he's very headstrong about getting to it. Um, he's also really sensitive. Like if somebody walks, walks by on the street, 
doesn't say hello, um, his feelings get hurt. So I've heard that about like poodles, um, that they can be really sensitive. Aww, so it's kind of really um, funny to see this like really smart, confident dog, like get his feelings hurt just by a stranger on the street. So it's, Poor um, Roger. It's, he's so funny and he just, um, a, I don't, I don't even know. He's just, he's a, everywhere. He's all over the place. So, um, do you guys have any sort of quirky personality traits in common? Um, we're both stubborn, <laughs> determined, <laughs> headstrong. Um, and, um, gosh, I, my husband spoils us both rotten. So we're both very spoiled. Well, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> right? If, if we, we could all do be, it for each other. If we could all be as spoiled as our dogs, I think we would be living pretty high. I know, right? So like um, we both have like high expectations, but we don't really give into it for each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm like the stern mom. And, you know, he doesn't – he plays that role with me as well. He's like, uh, I know you want something, so I don't think so. <laughs> That's so cute. So working from home with Roger, um, do you have anything that's like any sort of things you do to keep yourself motivated? Because I know working from home and running your own business, um, it can be sort of hard to stay excited and motivated every day. It really can. It really is difficult, especially with the weather so gloomy. Um, one of my goals is to actually go out and enjoy these cafes that allow dogs. So taking more advantage of that. And, um, I think like, I don't know if you ever get this, but at around like two or three o'clock, you're really sleepy. Um, so I try to like, that's when our second walk time is. Mm. So we try to like get us both up and out, talking to people, energized, excited. Um, that's good. That's yeah. two or three p.m. is usually when I take a nap with Lucy. <laughs> so I go the opposite it's direction. It's so hard to resist. Like if it's raining, which is nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. we're napping as well. But yeah, try to like get us out there. So maybe this is a dumb question, but you know, in the United States, everyone takes their laptops and just goes and sits at cafes and and works. If you're a freelancer, like we are. Um, so in London, is, is that something people do as well? Would you just take your laptop and go sit somewhere and work? Um, definitely. Tons of people do that. I think, um, there's a lot more co-working spots around here. So like everyone works out of a co-working spot. I would say it's pretty big, but not as, as big, um, because people when they're out at a cafe with friends or, um, during the day, they're kind of like in the moment, enjoying the cafe as a break from work. <laughs> right. That's an, that's an interesting contrast. Yeah. Yeah. So being been kind of being so more <laughs> being more in the moment, which is very dog inspired living. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So tell everyone, Natalie, where they can find Gray Dog Studios online and on social media. Um, so definitely on Instagram, I'm uh, gray dog photo studio and that's G R E Y. Um, and on my website, um, same handle gray dog photo studio.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was great talking to you and, and learning about everything. I'm really excited to see what you do in terms of, um, content for other brands in this coming year. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I really enjoy your podcast, so I'm excited to be a part of it. Yay. Thank you so much. Well, have a good day. 
Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes for this episode at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, Lucy and I will see you around the dog park.